Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 139 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Ezekiel chapter 10 today and our focus is on cherubim. What and who are the cherubim? So every day we read one chapter of the Bible. Sometimes we're in the New Testament. Today and tomorrow we're in the Old Testament, both times in the book of Ezekiel. Welcome aboard to new listeners in Bristol, England, Punjab, Pakistan, Andhra Pradesh, India, parts unknown Greece, Nova Scotia, Canada, Beaumont, Texas, New York, New York, Chicago, Illinois, and Lake Charles, Louisiana. Thank you all for listening. Our goal is to encourage you to get into the Word, to understand the Word, and to follow the Word. Today we are reading Ezekiel. The primary focus of our passage today is Ezekiel's vision of God's presence and glory departing from the temple of God in Jerusalem. Now, Ezekiel the prophet was born towards the end of the Old Testament era in the time of King Josiah, the last good king of Judah. All of the kings after Josiah would be evil, and they would basically lead Judah into more and more depravity, which ultimately led to captivity and the sacking of Jerusalem. Ezekiel the prophet ministered during this time to a people who never thought that an enemy nation would be their undoing because they considered themselves God's special people, and their temple was God's special home, even though they were following other gods and doing what they pleased. In Ezekiel 10, a stunning thing happens. God's presence and his glory departs, leaving the city vulnerable to destruction. Our friends at Lagonier explain for us, right before the exile into Babylon, the old covenant community lost sight of the fact that the Lord does not limit himself to one place. True, he chose to make his presence felt a special way in the Jerusalem temple during the old covenant period, yet He was by no means imprisoned there. A belief that God would never leave his temple was commonly held during the ministries of Jeremiah and Ezekiel. Thus, the people paid little heed to the warnings of these prophets to repent, lest Jerusalem be destroyed. If the Lord could not leave Jerusalem, how could it be destroyed? They would say things like, This is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. And they would say that to shout down the threats of divine judgment from God's prophets. But as they were to find out very soon and very tragically, God's glory indeed could and would leave Jerusalem, leaving it utterly vulnerable. So that's the main thrust of our passage. We're going to read it and find out more. And then we're going to discuss these mysterious creatures called the cherubim. Ezekiel chapter 10 verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Then I looked, and there above the expanse of the heads of the cherubim was something like a throne with the appearance of lapis lazuli. The Lord spoke to the man clothed in linen and said, Go inside the wheelwork inside the ch- beneath the cherubim, fill your hands with blazing coals from among the cherubim, and scatter them over the city. So he went in as I watched. Now the cherubim were standing to the south of the temple when the man went in, and the cloud filled the inner court. Then the glory of the Lord rose from above the cherub to the threshold of the temple. The temple was filled with the cloud, and the court was filled with the brightness of the Lord's glory. The sound of the cherubim's wings could be heard as far as the outer court. It was like the voice of God Almighty when he speaks. After the Lord commanded the man clothed in linen, saying, Take fire from inside the wheelwork from among the cherubim, 
The man went in and stood beside a wheel. Then the cherub reached out his hand to the fire that was among them. He took some and put it into the hands of the man clothed in linen, who took it and went out. The cherubim appeared to have the form of human hands under their wings. I looked, and there were four wheels beside the cherubim, one wheel beside each cherub. The luster of the wheels was like the gleam of barrel. In appearance, all four looked alike, like a wheel within a wheel. When they moved, they would go in any of the four directions without pivoting as they moved. But wherever their head faced, they would go in that direction without pivoting as they went. Their entire bodies, including their backs, hands, wings, and the wheels that the four of them had, were full of eyes all around. As I listened, the wheels were called the wheel work. Each one had four faces. One was the face of a cherub, the second the face of a human, the third the face of a lion, and the fourth the face of an eagle. The cherubim ascended. These were the living creatures I had seen by the Kabar Canal. When the cherubim moved, the wheels moved beside them, and when they lifted their wings to rise from the earth, even then the wheels did not veer away from them. When the cherubim stopped, the wheels stood still, and when they ascended, the wheels ascended with them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in them. Then the glory of the Lord moved away from the threshold of the temple and stopped above the cherubim. The cherubim lifted their wings and ascended from the earth right before their eye, my eyes. The wheels were beside them as they went. The glory of the God of Israel was above them, and it stopped at the entrance to the eastern gate of the Lord's house. These were the living creatures I had seen beneath the God of Israel by the Kabar Canal, and I recognized that they were cherubim. Each had four faces and each had four wings with what looked something like human hands under their wings. Their faces looked like the same faces I had seen by the Kabar Canal. Each creature went straight ahead. So most people think of cherubic, hallmark-style baby angels when they hear the word cherub, which is singular, or cherubim, which is plural. But this description is about as inaccurate as it could possibly be. Cherubim are not baby angels. They're mighty servants of God that would strike terror into any human that found themselves in the vicinity of a cherub. What can we know about the cherubim? Well, in our passage today, Ezekiel gives us a basic description. Ezekiel 10, 21-22 says, Each had four faces and each had four wings with what looked something like human hands under their wings. Their faces looked like the same faces I had seen by the Kabar Canal. Each creature went straight ahead. Four wings and four faces. Damn, that sounds like a fascinating, amazing kind of being. Now, Ezekiel 1, which describes Ezekiel's first encounter with these beings, we get a much longer and more detailed description discovering that the cherubim are also called living creatures. Ezekiel 1 verse 4, I looked and there was a whirlwind coming from the north, a huge cloud with fire flashing back and forth and brilliant light all around it. In the center of the fire, there was a gleam like amber. The likeness of the four living creatures came from it, and this was their appearance. They looked something like a human, but each of them had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight, and the soles of their feet were like the hooves of a calf, sparkling like the gleam of polished bronze. They had human hands under the wings on their four sides. All four of them had faces and wings. Their wings were touching. The creatures did not turn as they moved. Each one went straight ahead. Their faces looked something like the face of a human, and each of the four had the face of a lion on the right, the face of an ox on the left, and the face of an eagle. That is what their faces were like. Their wings were spread upward. Each had two wings touching that of another and two wings covering its body. Each creature went straight ahead. Wherever the spirit wanted to go, they went without turning as they moved. 
The likeness of the living creatures was like the appearance of blazing coals of fire or like torches. Fire was moving back and forth between the living creatures. It was bright with lightning coming out of it. The creatures were darting back and forth like flashes of lightning. So these cherubim slash living creatures are apparently really fast and bright, living among fiery clouds and surrounded by bright lights. They're extremely agile and they move around darting like flashes of lightning. They have straight legs that are metallic in appearance like polished bronze and their feet are like hooves. Their faces are like the face of a human, but also a lion, an ox, and an eagle, apparently one face on each side of their heads. So we first discover these cherubim in the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3 when God leaves these fearsome creatures to prevent mankind from re-entering the garden. Genesis 3.24 says he drove the man out and stationed the cherubim and the flaming whirling sword east of the Garden of Eden to guard the way to the tree of life. Now we also read in Exodus about God telling Moses to design the tabernacle with two giant cherubim statues in it with their wings touching tip to tip right in the middle. Exodus 25:18-20 says, "Make two cherubim of gold, make them of hammered work at the two ends of the mercy seat. Make one cherub at one end and one cherub at the other." At its two ends, make the cherubim of... We also read in Exodus about God telling Moses to design the tabernacle with two giant cherubim in it, with their wings touching tip to tip right in the middle, as well as two cherubim represented on the cover of the Ark of the Covenant. We read about that in Exodus 25, 18 through 20. Make two cherubim of gold, make them of hammered work at the two ends of the mercy seat. Make one cherub at one end and one cherub at the other end. At its two ends, make the cherubim of one piece with the mercy seat. The cherubim are to have wings spread out and above, covering the mercy seat with their wings, and are to face one another. The faces of the cherubim should be toward the mercy seat. Well, perhaps most fascinatingly, we read of God himself riding on the cherubim in Second Samuel 22, which says, He bent the heavens and came down, total darkness beneath his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew, soaring on the wings of the wind. He made darkness a canopy around him, a gathering of water and thick clouds. Wow. And finally, we do see the cherubim multiple times in the book of Revelation, I believe, where they are called living creatures. For instance, a pretty good description is given in Revelation 4, 5 through 8, which says, Flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder came from the throne. Seven fiery torches were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Something like a sea of glass, similar to crystal, was also before the throne. Four living creatures, covered with eyes in front and in back, were around the throne on each side. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like an ox. The third living creature had a face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings. They were covered with eyes around and inside. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, 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 Lord God, the Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. But wait, I hear you saying, these living creatures have six wings and only one face, and Ezekiel mentions only four wings and four faces on the cherubim he's talking about there. What gives? Well, it's a good question. Perhaps the cherubim that Ezekiel saw really did only have four wings, and they did have four faces, 
And the living creatures around the throne are a type of cherubim, but a bit of a different type of cherubim. The descriptions are so similar. They have to be the same sort of creature, but it's certainly possible, and indeed it appears to be the case, that there are different types of cherubim. Are angels, seraphim, and cherubim the same creature? Well, most preachers and many Bible scholars conflate or combine together all of these heavenly creatures, but I actually see no warrant to do so from the scripture. Seraphim and cherubim do certainly seem to have similar features, wings for instance, but angels are never described with wings. My best guess is that they are all three different created heavenly beings and that there may be as much variety in heavenly beings as there are in earthly beings, maybe even more variety. I mean, why wouldn't there be? We see the depth and breadth of God's variety in creation from mammals to fish to reptiles to humans. Why wouldn't he have similar creativity when it comes to heavenly beings? I suspect that we barely know anything about heavenly beings. Well, let's close with our Bible memory verse for the month of May, which is the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you, And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.